What is up, y'all? Welcome to the very first inaugural episode of the Split Decision Podcast, your athletically declined home for all things combat sports. I'm Johnny the Dad. And this is Angel Kicks Balls. We smell yes, what Angel's he cooking. Does. Yes, he does. He kicks balls. Uh, all right, y'all. So uh, welcome to Split Decision. We're very excited to have you on the show. Um, so basically, here, here, let's give you a brief rundown of uh, what this show is going to look like moving forward. Uh, so we're going to have two episodes a week. And our show is going to, on Wednesdays, you're going to hear us cover everything about professional wrestling, whether you like WWE, AEW, Maybe we even get into some impact if we're if we're feeling crazy. I don't know. Oh, the impact zone. Um, <laughs> and, and we also we're gonna get into uh get into some indie wrestling every now and then. You know, let you know what's out there. Some hardcore stuff and some, and all that some good death stuff. Matches. Yeah, some <laughs> deathmatch wrestling. You know, uh, and then on Saturdays you're gonna see us cover everything else uh within the combat sports world boxing mma uh those are really the two biggest but if there's something else exciting celebrity we got you covered celebrity (laughs) boxing obviously let's see who jake paul's gonna get in there with next for sure um but yeah so this is uh it is a wednesday so this is our wrestling show we're very excited first time on athletically declined that we're going to be really diving into professional wrestling. Uh, so, Angel, how long have you been watching wrestling, man? How, tell, tell us. They, they got to know our credibility here. Man, all I got to say is the love of wrestling for me is super personal. I grew up watching it with my grandma. Rest in peace. Uh, she, she used to take Ooh, Your grandma she, was a wrestling fan. Yes, so sir. Tough, tough and, granny, huh? And, uh, and you met in Nueva del Mexico. Uh, I used to go down to the... Um, to the stadium and we'll watch all the Mexican wrestlers so I got to see La Parca uh, Pero Aguayo Latin Lover a bunch of these Mexican legends so when I was little so it's like to me wrestling is just I love it it reminds me of my grandma so I always watch it I'm never gonna ever stop watching it because it's like a like a bond with it so even if I get off of it for a couple of years here and there because you know it's it's just too many hours of wrestling. But uh yeah, it's yeah. just super personal. It's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. <laughs> We're looking at like it's a 15 hobby. hours of content per for week. Sure. So yeah, I've been watching this since I was like four or five, so I'm thirty one now, so it's a, it's about a quarter of a decade, so century. All right, so century. So you know your stuff. You know you know, you've you've been around the block a time or two with professional wrestling. Yes, sir. What about what about uh you know, other combat sports, UFC, boxing. I know me and you were both pretty hyped on that Francis Ngannou, Tyson Fury fight. Cut was was that about a month and a half ago or something? Yeah, man, I still can't believe you knocked down Tyson Fury. Yeah, I mean, I love boxing, obviously. Mexican roots. My parents, my dad would always rent every Mexican fighter match. We would watch all those matches, Canelo, Oscar de la Hoya, uh, Antonio Barrera, all those dudes. Juan Marquez, we would watch all the Mexican fights. And, of course, we would watch um, Pacquiao and Mayweather will, or Mexican booty every time. But, <laughs> man, we grew, I grew up watching that. And um, I want to say it was 2013, 14, I, I started watching UFC because of one man. 
Chell fucking Sonnen. And then Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. That's what what do you say? He's the bad boy or something? Yeah. The gangster. The gangster. That's what he is. I love that guy, man. Yeah, because of him. Chael Sonnen would be so good in professional wrestling. Like we need no, to see him make sure. that transition at some point. Yeah, he's man. He, he looks good for his age. He, I've seen him. He's he's still pretty built. And the dude can talk. He can chirp. Oh yeah, I know he has a, yeah. he has a podcast. I need to check it out more. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of clips on there. Yeah. Oh. So for me. Um, Kind of, kind of similar. I've kind of been watching wrestling since I was, I know for sure, elementary school, you know, as far back as I can remember, back in the Attitude Era, you know. Throwing up the and chops. We, yeah, we would get in trouble in, uh, in elementary because in gym class, all the boys would be like, suck it. Oh, and all the teachers would freak out. And um, But, uh, yeah, so I've been watching it for a long time. Actually did a a stint here about a I think it ended about a year ago uh now but I was actually a professional wrestler on the independent circuit oh man uh, yeah it had a, had a blast nothing crazy didn't I didn't sniff getting on you know WWE or AEW or anything like that I was performing in you know high school gyms and at, you know carnivals and stuff, but it was a blast. Oh, had a great how, had a how, great time. How much did you make in that year? Like twenty bucks. <laughs> I hear <laughs> I guess, they pay horribly. For like that. like every other uh, independent professional wrestler could attest to. I got paid in hot dogs and handshakes. Oh, you know, man. Get, they give you a free food at the concession stand, and then they shake your hand, and say, "Hey, man, I'll pay you next time." And you're like, "All right." That's not we. I, I had a pretty good uh, company that I worked for that uh, that was actually good about paying us, but it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy, you know. It's pretty small budget stuff, but um, also yeah, also was, like you. I mean, I think every wrestling fan has at least tried to get into wrestling. I tried to do it in 2014, something like that, with this guy I knew. He was a professional wrestler in Houston. Uh, through him, I got to meet Booker T. It's pretty dope. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He was a pretty big deal in, in Houston, but man, I just, I was like, man, I gotta work, bro. I work thirteen hours a day. I, I don't think I have time to do this, bro. Do you remember his name by chance? Uh, Heibel, Heibel four or five, something like that. Heibel four or five. I want to say that sounds familiar. I know a guy down here. He has like a in legacy. the Houston area uh, by the name of JJ Blake that. Uh, coaches a lot of guys in the Houston area and and stuff like that. But it's kind of two different camps down here in Houston. It's kind of like either you work with Booker T or you don't. Mm. And so I I, I think uh, I think they were on the side that like not that there's bad blood or anything. It's just two different like kind of uh, environments, you know. And they were kind of on the side that they didn't work with Booker T. So mm. might have yeah. been two different two different camps there. Oh, he told me it was Booker T's cheap. <laughs> he doesn't pay. You don't, you don't I, pay I, too good. That is not the first time I've heard that. I actually heard that he doesn't allow his uh, wrestlers to sell merch either because oh, he wants to make all the money. So I know that, you know, Booker T, kind of, he's up a little bit, man. We're all trying to make a little bit of dough here, man. A little Vince McMahon in Houston, I see. But uh, as far as the uh, other combat sports go, um, 
I did a little bit of boxing as well, um, just on the amateur level. I, what can I say? I I won about as much as I lost. You know, I wasn't very good. Got a couple concussions. Oh man! I could I could uh, my my coach would always say, you know, uh, that right hand, that right hand is about ready to kill somebody. It's everything else that needs some work. <laughs> so I was oh, pretty one dimensional, but uh, but you know, had a blast. Had a couple babies. Had to kind of hang up all the combat sports. But that's why I'm here. You know, those who can't do, talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> oh man, that's that's crazy. I, I I love boxing. I've been in so many street fights, but I've never gone up and actually trained for boxing. And maybe one day. I mean. I'm not a young spring chicken anymore, but uh, yeah, you gotta be careful like in them street fights nowadays. Man. Oh yeah, no, nah, like it the last one was like it ain't how ago. it ain't how it used to be, or you know, two guys will beat the piss out of each other and then shake hands. It's like oh yeah, might now not he's make gonna it go to his car and grab something. Yeah, you might not <laughs> you <know>? make it back <laughs> over but, some uh, some soccer fights or something. <laughs> all right, so all right, we've done a little bit of background. Now you know that we. We may or may not, in your eyes, have at least a little bit of credibility to to be able to talk about this stuff, you know, but that's our experience with it. Uh, so today is, like I said, it's a Wednesday. It's our wrestling show. Very excited to finally cover what? professional wrestling here on Athletically Declined. So excited. Uh, we got to get some of, the, some of the other guys within AD really into die being diehard wrestling fans that's my goal with this yeah i think um, i think uh cm punk might be a uh, a good way to get back into wrestling he's super red hot right now it's all all over social media and you just can't miss it yeah if you were if if you have been out of the professional wrestling game for a few years there has not been a time recently that better than right now to jump back into it because mm-hmm. it's gonna be like, because if you stopped watching when you were a teenager, CM Punk was probably at the height of his powers, you know. At at that point, now you can jump back in. He's right back in the in the main event picture, you know, and seems to be picking up right where he left off. And it's a pretty good time. Before we get too much into, because uh, that is the biggest story in professional wrestling right now is CM Punk, and I know we're gonna we're gonna cover that. Before we get into that, I want to uh, give our listeners a little bit of what they can expect our uh, our takes on wrestling to be. Who do we like? What are we a fan of? Um, so we, we, we're going to start that out with uh, each of us giving our Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. This is all time. And uh, just because they're on the Mount Rushmore in your mind, doesn't necessarily mean they're your favorite wrestlers. This is just four guys that we think have had the biggest impact on professional wrestling. Uh, so that being said, Angel Kicks Balls, why don't you take it away? Give us your Mount Rushmore, buddy. All right. These are not my favorites, but these are the guys that I feel like changed the game for everyone and just put it put took it to the next step. So number one, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Hulk Hogan. Um, I was I was gonna say also Ric Flair, but I like to choose just one of the two, just like I'm gonna choose Stone Cold over The Rock, because those two guys just yeah, it's, it's like, like eras. 
Uh, yeah, a lot of times in wrestling, you, you, there's like two big guys of the air. It's like 1A and 1B type of thing. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So I'm gonna, Stone Cold Hulk Hogan. I'm going to put John Cena up there because now that he's gone, definitely missed the guy. And my fourth guy that I want to put up there, I feel like he's he, he deserves to be there as The Undertaker for me. All right, all right. Very respectable. I don't think you'll catch any flack for that list. What about <coughs> you? What do you think? What's on? Who's on your Mount Rushmore? We need to do one for women too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For absolutely, for sure. Um, huh. So for mine, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna agree with you on Stone Cold. Whenever that glass shatters. Everybody goes nuts, and it's all over social media for the next three weeks. And that's just when he comes back and makes an appearance. That doesn't scratch the surface of when it was the actual Attitude Era, and he was doing oh, crazy right. stuff, always feuding with Vince McMahon. and all. Like Stone Cold, I, I would argue that when you think of professional wrestling, Stone Cold is probably who you think of. Oh, for sure. Probably Probably him or Hulk Hogan are probably the two that you're like the biggest household names in my opinion. Um, and so I was also between uh, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair for that era, but I'm going to lean on the Ric Flair side uh, just for longevity. Mm. The guy has been doing like now he's in AEW. He's not wrestling, but still heavily involved and, just for longevity, that guy has been going. To, I feel like he's been going since my dad was a kid. <laughs> like, Dude, he's uh, he's up I don't there. know how he's still doing it, but he's like on his third, some, third life. <laughs> yeah, somehow, uh, somehow, even though like I can't say that since I've been watching wrestling, I feel like Ric Flair's been out of, like past his prime. You know, like, I never witnessed Ric Flair in his prime, Same. Uh, like, live. I've watched the, you know, I've gone back and watched the old stuff, you know, but but uh, even though he's been out of his prime for so long, he's still so entertaining. There's there's almost nobody you would rather have with a mic in their hand than Ric Flair. Um, after that, I am going to go with, I also, Undertaker, Undertaker defined, like, the characters. You know, like, the dude is an undead zombie biker (laughs) slash slash MMA fighter that is, like, it makes zero sense, but you don't care because it's so fun to watch. And so I'm going to go with him for sure. This is my one that I feel like I might catch some flack on. I wanted to say John Cena, but I'm not going to. I wanted to say The Rock, but I don't feel like The Rock was there long enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's been doing movies way longer than he was wrestling. Um, I'm going to go with Triple H, man. Ooh. Triple H, like, he was the heel to so many people. Like, it's like every storyline, okay, who's the Who's the uh, young up and coming baby face that we want to push? All right, the climax of that is going to be we're going to put him against Triple H at WrestleMania. 
you know, and uh, also with, yeah, one of the best heels of all time and what he's done behind the scenes as well is is pretty remarkable so that's my that's my men's mount rushmore of professional wrestling what about uh what about on the female side what are you thinking for sure china that's a no-brainer china's in there um i want to say i'm gonna choose trish Trish stratus over lita just because i mean it's a a one a and one b but trish stratus uh man, out of the four horse women, I'm gonna have to choose. Uh, I'm gonna go with Charlotte Flair. She's she's a beast. Uh, I like Becky Lynch a lot, but Charlotte Flair, I feel like just far exceeded expectations. So many titles won, um, and fourth part controversial because she's just barely getting started, honestly. But I'm gonna go Rhea Ripley. She is she's gonna break okay. the mold. She is respectable, and, and I have a thing for goth chicks, so. And she's had a crazy amount of growth as well. Because, like, I remember when she first started uh, in <laughs> NXT, she was pretty, uh, she was pretty like, one-dimensional, you know, and didn't really have compelling storylines. That's not necessarily her fault, you know. That's, that's she was like a common on... copy of Charlotte Flair, identical, and then yeah. she changed. And But now it's like, there, there's large groups of people that tune in solely to watch Rhea Ripley, you know. So, mm-hmm. I think I think that's a that's a quality pick there. That's mommy. <laughs> All right, calm down, Dom. <laughs> what about All you? Right, Who, who's on your Mount Rushmore of the the women? For me, I'm gonna take Lita over uh, over. Who did you pick, Trish? Trish. Yeah, I'm going to take Lita just because I feel like she had more crossovers into, like, the men's storylines mm-hmm. because, you know, you had the whole thing between Edge and Matt Hardy and, that and all real. that good stuff. Yeah, that was real. <laughs> that was that was not a work. That was, uh, that was a shoot. That was a shoot, so, brother. But, um, but because of that and because at the time – you know, granted, now now when you tune into NXT or I would say mainly NXT, uh, you'll see tons of female wrestlers doing flips off the top rope, and Charlotte Flair does it a ton, and and all that. But back in the Attitude Area, no other females were doing that. Like pretty much only Lita was doing. Yeah, everyone that. lost her shit whenever she did a, that backflip. We're like, "What? Women can do this? What?" Yeah, so I think she kind of laid the groundwork for what a lot of the female wrestlers do now. Now, granted, I will say when she when these people come back after being gone for so long, it's like some of them can make it work and some of them can't. And in my opinion, when Tori or not Tori, uh when Trish and Lita came back. I was like, "All right, you're like clearly way past your prime. Like it's time to just pass the torch to these younger wrestlers and let them do it." But, but back in their in their prime, I'm taking Lita, 100%. and I'm gonna agree with you on China. Rest in peace. China was a one of one. You know, mm-hmm. there never been anybody else like China. I feel like they're. Uh, AEW has tried to make Jade Cargill 
uh, kind of China-esque, but she just doesn't have the charisma. She doesn't have that badass factor that China had, you know? Oh, yeah. China uh, wasn't fearing you. Yeah, like, China would come out and, like, you'd be, like, she'd be, like, standing next to Triple H and Shawn Michaels and, you know, all the other members of DX, and you're, like, if I got to have somebody by my side in a fight, I, I might pick China, you yeah, know? Yeah, she, she, she was, was as big as the guys, dude. She was, yeah. she was massive and beautiful. Yeah, she was Yeah, she was a looker for sure. Um, yeah, one more. Who else? What are we going to do? Because I, I know my last one. I'm saving that one because she's my favorite. Um, huh. I'm going to go with a with a... This might be recency bias here. She's she's one of my favorites currently. Um, not the body of work that some other people have had, but I'm going to go with Dr. Britt Baker uh, mm. because I think that – and the, she's one of my favorites but also on my Mount Rushmore because you would not have the women's division that you have in AEW right now if it wasn't for Britt Baker because she carried – she carried hard for like the first like year, maybe two years that AEW was on the air. A lot of drama like, with that pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I read, yeah. I read the tweets. There, a lot of people don't like her. A lot of people don't like her. She's she may not be the nicest person, but but you know, I'm not talking about her her out of the ring stuff. Uh, um, but my favorite. My favorite, this is both my favorite female wrestler of all time and also on my Mount Rushmore. It's my best friend. Bailey. It's, it's Wait, the man. Oh, the man. The man, Becky Lynch. Mm. Uh, I wish she was my best friend. I call her my best friend. She doesn't know that uh, because <laughs> I, she has no idea that I exist and does not remember taking this picture with me, I'm sure. Hey, but, at least uh, he didn't look as bad as the other guy that was holding on a little too tight. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was very much like let's keep it casual, hands in the pockets, hands in the pockets, and like we're we're gonna we're gonna act like we've been here before. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget that day where she got cut up and still cut that that nice promo for SmackDown, bleeding from her nose. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Who was that? Was it Nia Jax? Yes, which they're currently feuding right up? now. They are currently feuding, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think Becky Lynch is, uh, like, she's, at one point, I thought that, like, at the height of uh, the man uh, oh, yeah. gimmick, I thought they were going to put her in, like, a universal title match at one point. Like, I thought they were going to. And I was like, I was like, I wouldn't be mad about it. If, if they did that, because she was so over with everybody. Like, she could do no wrong. Like, you remember when The Rock came back and yeah, Becky, like, kind of teamed up with Becky Lynch for a segment? And uh, I think Becky hit the rock bottom on uh, Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. It's not like. She went toe to toe with John Cena, too. Yeah, so that's my female uh, Mount Rushmore. But. Who else do you picks. like to watch? Who are some of your favorites? Maybe not maybe not guys that maybe some people that might be like an underrated pick or for Mount Rushmore? No, 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 like this is just your favorites. Like um, people that you like. 
I, I would be a liar if I say I'm not a big CM Punk fan. I wish I kept all my shirts. I, I threw them away after he quit. I, I was devastated. I was heartbroken. I was more heartbroken when he went to AEW. And there I was tuning into AEW like a betrayer, like a betrayer to WWE. But I wanted to see my Ooh, boy. So you, you fell hard into that. Uh, oh, dude. You can only watch one type of thing. I enjoyed I both. I yeah, I watched both, them but... both. I didn't. I didn't fall into the like hardcore AEW or hardcore WWE. I was just like, oh, I like people on both shows. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch both. Bro, I was I was in the middle of a <laughs> soccer game on a Friday night when he came in. Uh, what what show was that? Dynamite, the other one, the I one think on Fridays. It, uh, Ram, Rampage. Rampage. I literally have my phone on the soccer post. I play goalie, so I I, I put it on the ring post. And I have my AirPods on just so I could hear this man talk when he came back. In the middle of a soccer some, game. That's, that's how much I... commitment right Yeah, there. I wanted to see him come back. And when he came back sun, uh, Saturday on uh, Survivor Series, dude, like no one thought they could pull it off. No one ever thought he would come back. So, dude, I texted my best friend. and I was like, bro, he came back. They did it. I can't believe it. And the last time I did that was when The Rock came back for like the first time to host WrestleMania. That was... That was- that was a shock to me, honestly, because I th- I thought after the AEW debacle, I was like, well, that's the end of CM Punk. We're never going to see CM Punk again. Okay, um, into his eyes. For me, it's there's one guy that I cannot do a wrestling show and not mention. He has been my favorite for since I was probably in middle school. Randy Orton, man. <laughs> Randy Orton, I feel like, can do it all. I love it when he's a face. I love it even more when he's a heel because uh, he's such a great natural heel. Like, his feud was with Jeff Hardy was legendary. Um, his feud so, with Triple and, H. <laughs> yeah, his feud with Triple H was awesome. With Seth, like, hit, the RKO out of nowhere is the greatest. I think, in my opinion, and this is going to be another hot take. Like, people are going to hate me for saying this. The RKO out of nowhere is right here, right above the stunner in terms of like greatest finishers of all time. Like I give the slight edge to the RKO. Man, I'm glad it's audio and there's no comments because gonna be some. There would be some fighting right there. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna come for me after that. Man, my favorite finisher would probably be the F5. That was because that was the first time we ever seen someone do that. I'm like, what? The, this guy's a yeah, beast. Yeah, I- <laughs> The F5 is crazy because it's just like it's it looks kind of like a normal finisher that like kind of generic where you know okay I'm going to put somebody on my shoulders and then I'm going to slam them but when Brock Lesnar does it it's like he's yeeting fools <laughs> like nobody if anybody else did that move you're like ah okay whatever it's pretty generic but when Brock Lesnar does it, you're like, damn. When he does it to 500-pound guys and, right. and it looks like it's nothing, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, the big show's not to be supposed to be moving that quick. Right? Like, how are you getting that much torque on a 500-pounder? I love that to the F5, what? the hurricane. Like, the Category 5 hurricane. is. Like, I, I wanted to see him F5 somebody in the UFC so bad. <laughs> like, I already got elbowed right there. Like, what if he what if he picked up Frank Mir and just F5 him? And like, oh man, love that fight. Love yeah. that fight. Can't wait to we talk MMA on 
on Friday or Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Hey, and we're also uh, stay tuned uh, with us on social media and stuff because we're going to be doing some watch-alongs with UFC events, with some wrestling events as well. Uh, so we haven't quite worked out the details on that yet, but y'all stay tuned. We're gonna be we're gonna be doing some watch alongs, some watch parties, having a good time. We got the Royal Rumble coming up. That's got the Rumble coming CM up. Punk. We got a couple big UFC fights coming up. Oh yeah! All right, Angel. I know you've been, you've mentioned it like five times already. I know you're itching to talk about it. The biggest story in professional wrestling right now. Take it away. Tell us about your boy CM Punk. I want to bust the arm of Seuss right now. Nah, I can't do it. That's only Tyler could do that. But man, I'm there's a man. There's, there's a, a punk. punk. <laughs> there's a punk. Ah man, the return of CM Punk. Like I said, I wish I kept all my shirts instead of throwing them away because he broke my heart. But he's back home. As corny as that sounds, he's home. He's uh, the promo he shot on monday was kind of whack the last week not this week but the one he did on smack on smackdown last friday was good he he set up feuds for the next two three years so it's just uh hopefully everything comes into fruition he finally gets to main event wrestlemania which if he main event main events wrestlemania i'm gonna be there i don't care what it costs (laughs) it would have to be against seth rollins right like who oh, else yeah, would dude. who else would you see him main eventing mania with? That storyline is just great. There's there's actually animosity there, so it's 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 gonna be perfect. They hate each other. It's crazy. And you're gonna hate me for the I, I I did not know I was gonna come on and be like the the hot take guy of this show, but you're gonna hate me for this. But I've never been like a huge CM Punk fan. Like, don't get me wrong. Whenever he returned to AEW and whenever he returned on uh, at Survivor Series, I was hyped just because, like, how can you not be? But, but I've never—he's never been my favorite. And and then with all that stuff in AEW, like, mm. that just left a bad taste in my mouth, man. I was like, dude, at some point, maybe the problem is you, <laughs> like. Like, if you've had the same problems everywhere you go, at what point do you look in the mirror and be like, maybe it's me? So, like, <laughs> that's, that's funny because there's a lot of people, me included, that think it was Jack Perry's fault and the Vice, uh, the EVPs or whatever they're called now. Oh, I mean, like, the 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 boardroom of AEW is an absolute dumpster fire, but... but yeah. It's uh that whole thing. I mean, I, I want to know. I want. I hope we get audio or video of them fighting in the back because I would like to see CM Punk, Jack Perry. But fighting. I was, I was also like with that. I took that personally because I w- at that time I was on a hardcore Kenny Omega hype train. Kenny Omega is still one of my favorites, um, and I was just like, you can't come from a boy like that, Kenny. Oh, they never got. They never got to wrestle, huh? No, they never got to wrestle. I mean, they fought. (laughs) They fought (laughs) backstage, but that's crazy. uh, But uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, man, I got to ride or die with my boy Kenny Omega on that. I'm, I'm gonna take his side over CM Punk, just because I've, I've seen the problems with CM Punk at, at different places. So I was like, I find it harder to believe that 
CM Punk was just this nice guy come and then he got completely screwed. It's like, yeah, were you or were you were you Man. being a dick? <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. There's a lot of uh drama backstage about it, but I, I do wanna agree with you on the I mean, you don't like CM Punk a lot, but there is one thing I don't like about him, he's just so small and scrawny and I feel like I could whoop his ass whenever I want. And I, I need my rest my I need my wrestlers to look like they can knock me out and do it. Yeah. Like if Brock Lesnar showed up to my house, I'll fucking jump out the window. Fuck that. <laughs> CM Punk shows up, I got a chance. Yeah, if CM Punk shows up, you're like, I've seen you get knocked out in the UFC before. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just put you in a chokehold. Like, like I, I'm not too scared. Like if CM Punk shows up, shows up at my door, like I'm just gonna be like, Hey man, <laughs> what's up? I don't. I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna be able to kick his ass, but I like my chances a lot better than a bunch of wrestlers. Ah, uh, for sure. Big E, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, one of them big motherfuckers shows up. Ah oh, man, I'm gonna jump out the window. Oh, dude, I have if, no chance. If, if Big E showed up at my doorstep, I would just be so freaking excited that I, <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, dude, let's let's hop in." Did you bring Xavier Woods with you? Let's play some video games, bro. Man, I, I hope he comes back one day. Who, Xavier Woods? Big E. Big E. Yeah, because Xavier's back, right? Uh, I saw only Kofi on Monday, so I don't think so. I think he's still hurt. Dang, I feel like he's been hurt forever. Yeah, right when he gets a push, he gets hurt all the time. So it's the that's, nature of that's the, beast. the business. That's oh, the business. Yeah. Hard to stay healthy when you're a stunt man doing a doing a doing stunts two three times a week. Because you know we, they wrestle way more than we see them on TV. Because you know the they have shows. those live shows that aren't televised. You know they're just for the fans. And, and I'm pretty sure they train during the week. Yeah, and then it's like then they're hitting the gym, they're training, traveling. Sh- hopefully, at some point, they find some time to get in an ice bath and a sauna or something, and uh, Bro, maybe I, uh, like relax a little bit. But I've driven from from Midland to Houston so many times, and every time I get there, my body hurts, and I don't want to do nothing. I can't even imagine wrestling after that. Right. That's wild. Now I understand the frustrations of traveling and trying to do stuff. So when I get there, I just want to sleep. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine going up against John Cena or Randy Orton after a five-hour drive or something from the latest town. Uh, so what else is catching your eye right now in professional wrestling? Mm, not Roman Reigns because he's never there. <laughs> Amen, brother. I like. That was the best storyline in wrestling for all of last year. But, like, dude, how have you only defended the title, like, what, 50 times or something? Which sounds like a lot. It sounds oh, he's had 50 title matches? That's a lot. But whatever you think about how long he's held that title for, like, what, like five years now? It feels like Or that. something. And you're just like, dude, you wrestle, like, once Every three or four months. Every major pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't even come out for all the pay-per-views, just the big ones. Like, Yeah, at that point, I'm like, dude, just give it to someone else. Like, LA Knight, if Sami Zayn would have won it, that would have been a big payoff. There was a lot of payoffs. and Dude, it, I thought it would have paid off so bad. I was rooting for Sami. I was rooting for Cody. Ye- like, ye- ye- you, know, you, you had so many people that could have, like, 
the main event. Take, taking up that mantle, you know, and like. Yeah, like, they they could have done more with it, but now yeah, now we here we are with just seeing them once once every blue moon. Yeah, it's like how many times did we see him wrestle Brock Lesnar for crying out loud? <sighs> I feel like they wrestled like thirty. That's probably half of his title defenses is against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's probably making big money in those too. That's probably the only reason he came in for those. Yeah, he's probably like, who do I got? Uh, not Brock. Nah, I ain't showing up. Who else do I do I like right now that's going on? I like that um like I said earlier, I like the Drew McIntyre storyline with the main event Jay Uso. Like you can't even hate the guy because dude, you cost him so many title shots. So but man, I'm I'm taking Drew McIntyre's side on this one. And uh hopefully yeah. there's a little Claiborne special I, on, on the year. I hope he gets his real push because he was so deserving for so long, and then he finally got the championship and got his big push during uh, the pandemic. So there was no live audiences for his entire championship run. And, and it was a great run. Yeah, and it was a good run. It was just like it has that strike against it of there were no fans in the arena. So it was it was that, a little bit more lackluster. That's another guy that. If he came to my house, I'll be like, oh, shit, I got no chance Oh, dude, here. if Drew McIntyre <laughs> comes to my house, I'm yeah, I'm jumping out the window. He's probably going to have a sword, too, so that's... And I hope he... Yeah, I want to see a title run with him as a heel, but he's probably not going to be close to that title shot because of CM Punk being there, but we'll see. Seth Rollins or, and Roman Reigns are not losing the titles anytime soon, so... Which I feel like one of them should, and it's not Seth Rollins. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta be there. But uh, yeah, I think Seth Rollins, another guy that I'm always always gonna tune in to see what he's doing. We had talked about pre-show uh, over on the AEW side, uh, some female action being kind of catching the spotlight right now with uh, Timeless Tony Storm. Love the vignettes, love the the interviews. It's hilarious. I love it. I wish she did more stuff like that in WWE. She would have stuck around a little longer. But uh, I like it. It's it, it's definitely catching my eye. It takes uh, time it's, off from Britt Baker, which you'd love to see it. It's definitely a uh, – I feel like that was a personal shot at me. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely a step up from what she was doing before with the – what were they, the Outsiders or the... Yeah, that were was... Were they the Outsiders? I was like, come on, I'm not buying any of this. Yeah, it was all WWE like, girls. Like, yeah. yeah, like, I I can't get behind Paige or Soraya now, as she's doing. Like, I'm sorry. I feel like there's nothing anybody could do to make me give a crap about her character at this point. Like, so... Whenever they were coming on and being like, like the jumping people in the back and stuff, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of lame." Dude, her pop when she came back from neck surgery, like being retired, it was not that great. It was not. It was. Not it very wasn't loud. that great because it was like kind of a return that nobody asked for. <laughs> like, yeah, like there wasn't anybody that was like clamoring for a page return that. So when it happened, everybody, I feel like everybody was like, oh, okay. Like, Paige is back, and now she's called Soraya. 
Let's take a little prediction right now. Who do you think the devil is? Ooh, who do I think the devil is? That's. I want to say it's Adam Cole, baby. I could definitely see it being Adam Cole. I feel like that makes the most sense. I feel like it's got to be either Adam Cole or it's got to be MJF himself. Uh, but I feel like it's not that because they kind of have already teased that. Um, but that was my first initial thought of was like, this is this is like MJF trying to pull one over on a bunch of people. Um, but I feel like Adam Cole makes more sense. So I'm going to agree with you on that. And I, I hope he turns heel because this 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 baby baby face run from MJF is pretty dull. It's not, pretty not dull. He's another one that I was so excited when MJF finally won the title, mm-hmm. and his title run to me has been pretty lame. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's like, been a year, dude. Like, yeah, it's like because like, he's another one where he doesn't wrestle all that often. Mostly um, promos. Yeah, he'll he'll come out with the mic. He'll he'll talk his he'll talk his trash, and but then you only see him wrestle at pay per views ninety percent of the time. And I feel like even though he is the champ, champ. and he, yeah, double champ, and he was and he was he was good for a long time in AEW. He's definitely a pillar. You know, I know they were running that pillar angle for a while there. Definitely a pillar of AEW. But sure. he's kind of seeking that Roman Reigns treatment of like, I don't have to wrestle uh, to be over. And it's like, yeah, but MJF, I love you, but you're not on Roman Reigns. Le- I don't like it when Roman does it, mm-hmm. but it's like Roman's kind of like up here, you know, and I think MJF is he, he could get there. He could definitely close that gap, but he's not there right now and he's already doing the I'm not wrestling and I'm not wrestling except for the big money shows, you know? Yeah, it's like bro, people barely know you. Relax. <laughs> yeah, like um, MJ MJF by no means if while MJF if you are an AEW fan, which I am, he's probably the most uh I don't know. I wouldn't even say he's the most popular in AEW. Uh I think but, Swerve right now. Swerve right now is getting hot. Yeah, not but, that's who I want to see win. Win the title. I like I like Swerve. Swerve's good. I remember Super watching season. Swerve back when he first started in NXT. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, MJF. He's definitely not a household name. Like if you are not not if you are not a wrestling fan, and more specifically an AEW fan, you have no idea who MJF is. So he, he, he's coming on that new movie Iron Claw, by the way, which I am. <laughs> Freaking excited to watch! Is yeah. that the one with uh, the Von Eric stories? Oh yeah, with uh, with Zach Efron's playing one of yep. the and and that dude from Shameless is the other brother. Yep, it's gonna be great. Yeah, to that's sister, gonna like, be good. To it's gonna be some sad shit. <laughs> yeah, there. I feel like people are gonna go into that movie thinking, "Oh, this is like a bro movie, like, uh, like." It's about a bunch of professional wrestlers, and then it's gonna get dark. Dark, real <laughs> like, quick. It's gonna get dark, and people are gonna be like, "What did I just sign up for?" 
Because if you don't know, if if you're not a wrestling fan, you don't know the Von Erics. You know, you don't. Yeah, the you tragic don't know story that. of the Von Erics yeah, is crazy. You're not familiar with that, so you're just probably going to go thinking this is a popcorn flick, and it's going to catch some people off guard. But I think it's going to be a good movie. I don't know if you you've heard the Joe Rogan The Rock episode. He talks about the Von Erics. He used to wrestle with them and look up to them, and they're one of their favorites. And oh man, just that podcast was so emotional. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. But he talked about Von Erics, and I was like, "Man, that's you grew up watching these guys, and then you just find out all their fates growing up. Like it's crazy." Yeah, I mean, it's and I can definitely even at the level that I was at, which was pretty low on the totem pole in terms of professional wrestling. I could, <laughs> excuse me, I could already see some like pretty dangerous lifestyles within wrestling that that it's like man guys like you can't be doing that stuff and i wouldn't mind us doing an episode of all the tragic shit that's happened in wrestling that'll be dope we can definitely do that we can we can bring out the tissue boxes for some of these guys but yeah it was like i was seeing stuff like people losing their families and (sighs) two other wrestlers yeah and and it was like Dude, if that's happening at this level, I can't even imagine when you start throwing buckets of cash at this, you know, and and TV and all the being on tour 24-7 and doing all, like, it's it's a rough lifestyle to provide our entertainment, you know? So I feel like nowadays it's, it's, e- it's better, it's easier, but I know back in the day when we grew up watching it, it was, they were sharing, they were passing around the wives and getting multiple divorces and domestic abuse stuff, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're definitely going to do that episode. Now that you think about it, that's gonna And that's going to have to be an extended episode because there's some, some crazy stories that we can get into. All right, y'all. Sorry. We had some technical difficulties. I'm going to finish out the show, uh, solo. Um, we're going to have, Definitely, uh, Angel will get uh, whatever technical difficulties sorted out, and he'll be uh, he'll be back on the uh, next episode of Split Decision. Uh, so, I wanted to give you a heads up on some stuff that's happening. Uh, we are going to uh, start having some guests on here pretty soon. Um, some big names in indie wrestling. Uh, I've already locked down to come on the show and share their stories and give you some behind the scenes type of stuff. Uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. We've uh, lined up some deathmatch wrestlers. Uh, while that's not particularly my thing, uh, it is very popular within the world of wrestling. These are the guys that go, they throw thumbtacks on the ground and they light tables on fire and slam people through them and, and stuff. So very exciting stuff. I am uh, one of my good friends is going to be on the show, and I'm not going to not going to spoil it now. But that's kind of his lane is to be in the deathmatch wrestling scene. Um, so very exciting stuff to look forward to. One thing when people come on this show, and listeners, uh, we are going to find a way for y'all to participate in this as well. If you come on this show, you better be ready to cut. A wicked promo. Uh, so 
basically what we're going to do at the end of every show, we're going to do a 30-second promo. Uh, when we don't have guests on, it'll be either Angel or myself doing it. Uh, and it's going to be uh, just a a promo summarizing the uh, biggest stories uh, that we got going on. Hey, Angel, are you back? Are you back? All right, Angel is back, baby. All right, so don't worry. Uh, we're going to edit all that out, so nobody's even going <laughs> to... Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right, so uh, I was just getting into uh, the promo portion of the show to close us out. Uh, so basically what we're going to do is... Uh, Anytime we have a guest on, they are going to be asked to cut a wicked promo uh, about stuff that they have coming up or just stuff that they uh, liked in wrestling that's coming up. Um, and so we are going to close out the show now with uh, a pro Angel, how confident are you feeling in doing a promo with zero notice? Angel is always ready. Angel is always ready. Uh, so I wanted to cut me a promo on a little, on a, on, on a little, little old man. We talked about a lot on this show uh, today, and that's CM Punk. CM Punk, you should drop the CM from your name because all you is is a punk, baby. If you come on this show, I'm gonna put you in your place. You want to drop pipe bombs? You want to drop pipe bombs? I got a pipe bomb for you, and it's this right hand, baby. No hard feelings, CM Punk. Yeah, we'd love to have you on the show. So uh, <laughs> please, uh, please, by all means, uh, come on Split Decision and talk to us. You can tell us how much you hate our content. <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to do it for the first episode of Split Decision, y'all. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to set your notifications so you always know when we're going to be on next every Wednesday and Saturday for your combat sports content on Athletically Declined. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and comment on all things Athletically Declined sports. And set those notifications, y'all. And don't forget, Angel, what do we always say here at Split Decision? Violence is always the answer. <laughs> so, always. All right, y'all, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.